0: Welcome to the Manchild Chronicles podcast, sports edition. Come join our team of armchair quarterbacks as we discuss, dissect, and debate all that sports had to offer this week. Let's welcome our hosts, Ryan, John, Mike, and Jay.
1: Growing up never took so long. Hey, welcome in cronies to the Man Child Chronicles Podcast Sports Edition. I'm here with my two best friends tonight, Jay and John, and we're going to talk about NFL playoffs from this past week, and we're going to go over the Mount Rushmore of the ever-so-competitive, deep, (laughs) rostered AFC South. Guys, how'd you like this weekend's playoff games? I'm telling you what, most of them were nail-biters. John I found right.
2: it. I found it very interesting that the forty ers came in there and just walloped walloped the Seahawks and then the next game we're watching and the LA Chargers, man, they're walloping the Jaguars. And I can't remember was it 27-0 yeah, 27-0. what's so it twenty seven to zero or twenty four to zero? Twenty seven zero. So it's twenty seven to zero. And I'm like, man, this is like the Amazon Prime of football here. <laughs> Let's not give it away. Let's not give it away here. Let's get into. You're this.
0: fine, John. You're fine.
2: That's fine. I'm not going to go too deep into detail, Ryan. Let's so, just. Uh, let's... Anyways, we're watching these first two games. I'm like, man, this is like the Amazon Prime of football. And <laughs> I'm like, all the games on Amazon Prime this year has been dog doo doo. Now the playoffs are dog doo doo. But then Mr. Goodell picked up his phone and he said, Uh-uh, we can't have this anymore, League. Buffalo let's get Wild this Wings. Game
0: tight. <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings, where yet?
2: <laughs> Hit the button. Mr. Goodell said, Hey, Chargers, let the Jags back in. They don't have to win it. Just let them back in. And well, let's just start let's we'll just start there. with
1: that game while we're already uh, deep in this one. Jaguars and Chargers. John set it up. the J- The Chargers came out. Uh, I wouldn't say they were firing all cylinders, but Trevor Lawrence was firing on all cylinders to Asante Samuel and the Chargers' defense, <laughs> throwing four interceptions in the f- in the first half. Four um, interceptions. So John texted texted Jay and I that this looks like because Al Michaels was calling the game. What a snooze fest that was. Him and Tony Dungy. Yikes! But he was calling that game. And John said, it was all mad because of how much of a blowout it was. And I said, but John, what if they come back? (laughs) I was just, I'm just joking. But then uh, the Jaguars, the Chargers really, they didn't play very good, even offensively. They got four interceptions and can only score 20 points off of those. Not even 20. They've scored 17. One of those times they didn't score off of it. But they were only up, they were up 27 to zero, I believe at one point, and the Jaguars uh, scored a touchdown before the end of the half, correct? Yep. To make it 27-7. Yep. <clears throat> and of that second half, and the Jaguars, they only needed that little shot in the arm, and they came back, and they made a game of it, and they ended up winning on a last-second field goal and beat the Chargers 31-30, one of the worst coaching performances, I think, ever. Uh, Out of Brandon Staley from the Chargers. I can't believe he still has a job today, to be honest. And with
2: one that. of the best coaching performances from Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson uh, the Jazz yeah. former yeah. Super Bowl yeah. winning <laughs> coach Doug Peterson. Yes. <laughs> yep.
0: Man, I I couldn't believe it. Watching the game, I kept going, why aren't they handing the ball to Eckler? Where is the rushing? When you're up 27 to nothing and all you do is keep letting Herbert throw the ball for incompletions and stopping the clock, I couldn't believe it. Like, it was just a joke. But Eckler only had 13 carries the entire game. How
1: does that even make sense? And, you know, it's not even even the fact that he didn't get a lot of carries. It's how they gave him the ball. Every play was just like a dive, dive, dive. It was the worst play calling. And then they... They'd pass it on first. They'd uh, they'd run it one time out of three downs, and they'd always yep. they'd always be punting it. It's just such terrible play calling. It was just oh, it's so frustrating. All that talent on that team just just thrown in the garbage. Can, uh, Sean, is
2: is there a scenario where
1: Staley keeps his job?
2: Not in my opinion, no. no he, is, Not with, he has what he's been there two years, yep. two or three, and he's underperformed no. each year. And this year they went out, they loaded up that defense, Khalil Mack, JC Jackson. I mean, they loaded up that defense. Mm -hmm. That offense was already loaded. I know there's been injuries this year, but after that debacle, there's no way. Every team has injuries.
1: Also, with Sean Payton out there wanting to go with a franchise that has the talent and has the ownership that will want to have a winning team, it's like, hello, what are you waiting on? Fire him. Fire him. Bring him in. Uh, interview the coaches you were supposed to interview and hire him. Like, you can do it within, like, three days. Just get well, it done.
0: I, I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, Maurice Jones drew. He pulled a Ryan, and at halftime, he said, the, he said, I'm calling it now. The Chargers are going to blow it, and the Jaguars are coming back. And people laughed at him. They were like, what are you talking about? And then it came true. And so they were like, why would you say that? And he said, it's the Chargers. What have they done for the last two years? Last year was the famous tie game where the game had to end in a tie between the Chargers and Raiders. And it looked like it was about to. And then the Chargers started calling timeouts, making the Raiders mad. And so then the Raiders actually went on to win the game because the Chargers were trying to win it instead of letting it be a tie. And then week eighteen, what do the Chargers do when it's a game that doesn't matter? They put their starters out there. Mike Williams gets hurt, and that affected this week's game because Mike Williams was not a hundred percent. So it's just he, he said the Chargers are going to keep doing stupid stuff, and I I th- I think all that
2: falls on Brandon Staley.
1: You know, some first of those off, players, some of those Mike players, Williams they put never
2: hundred percent. First <laughs> off, sorry, <laughs> that's Ryan, what, go ahead.
1: That's what I was going to say. Why? <laughs> Some players you can go like Herbert can go play that last game. There's some players that can play that last game, but Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are yeah. like Mr. Sit Glass. Yeah, they're both you like Mr. Sit Glass. Sit, sit those two guys. That's what makes your oh, offense move. G, those I two got guys. hurt. It I doesn't make be- any sense I to play them back. last week. I broke my back. It's not very strong. Man, suit <laughs> up and play. No, but so just going
2: over that game. Did honestly, did anybody turn that game off? <laughs> Watching it, or did you guys watch no, it? No, I, I, I watched it. I watched it all the way through. No. I turned it off. <laughs> you did? It was twenty-four Even? to zero, and I was like, "Do you I turn don't it back keep on?" Watching this. Oh, I turned it back on. I was going to sure. say because I, cause I yeah. texted
1: you that incredible Hulk. I'm like, you should have turned it on at that point.
2: Me and my <laughs> wife, we've been watching that show on Netflix uh, Wednesday. I don't know if you guys have started watching that yet. I have not. And it's actually a pretty good show. And so we had two episodes left to watch. And I was like, well, I don't want to watch this blowout of a game. I'm going to turn on Wednesday and finish these two episodes. And so we're watching it and we're on this, the final ep- episode of the season. And that's when it starts happening. And I'm like, oh no, come on, show, hurry up. Come on, show, hurry up. <laughs> you, then you, turn,
0: gotta, you, you turn it to the uh, one and a half times so it starts speeding
2: up. Shelby's like, the what show are you is doing really good. I, just get it I know I, I can get pause the show and go back to it, but I'm caught up in the moment of it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. <laughs> no, you pause the show, you go right back to sports. I've but had anyways, to do that many times. Yeah. So, so, so you catch the ending of the game. And we're watching, we're watching. You know, Trevor Lawrence, man, he's just playing like a football god out there in that second god half. Mode. The first half he was just atrocious, in that second half he just went straight God mode. And then they get that touchdown, and you kick the extra point to make it a three point game to tie it. But then there was a penalty, yep, by the uh, Chargers. Do you guys remember what it was? I don't.
0: Uh, I not remember, remember what the
2: penalty was.
0: I think it was like a, uh, it, it it was a, a, a like a roughing defensive. Uh, it was, it was one of those fifteen yard penalties.
2: So the Chargers get a penalty to put that extra point closer. So now mm-hmm. they can go for a two pointer from the one yard line. And did you guys see that reach by Trevor Lawrence to get oh, that yeah. two point? Great quarterbacks, just yep. oh yeah, beautiful, just. Beautiful, poetic, Michelangelo painted. Reach for that two point conversion to make it a two point game, and then they stop the Chargers, and then they get the ball, kick the field goal, and they march on to the
1: next week in the playoffs. You know, I think he was—he threw those four. That was his first playoff game. Jaguars aren't on TV that much. Everybody's watching it. I think the nerves got to him. Oh, I, I really, knew, I,
2: I, I, I knew he was going to choke. Like I was like, he's going to choke, but he, he choked. Like, it wasn't just one or two picks. Get over it, man. It was terrible. Whatever happened in that second half, do it again. Look, yeah, I'm really. Y- right. You can
0: choke, but he, he did what he, he choked, and then he did a boot and rally, John. So he threw, <laughs> he choked, he threw up, and then he rallied. He pulled a classic Olson move out of his hat. Boot and rally, baby.
1: It'll be exciting to see what he does next week. We'll get into that in a little bit here. Let's go to the next game. 49ers in the Seattle Seahawks. 49ers are on an eight-game winning streak with their Mr. Irrelevant quarterback, Brock Purdy, going at San Francisco, beating the Seahawks pretty handily. It was close maybe for the first quarter and a half, and then they pulled away 41-23. to Purdy looked awesome.
2: Purdy uh, looked Christian- amazing.
1: Christian McCaffrey looks awesome. George Kittle looked okay. Debo Samuel looked awesome. Brandon I mean, they just look so good. Their defense looks so good. Uh, DK Metcalf had a couple of long touchdowns to help Seattle, but uh, they couldn't get it done. A great year for Seattle. Uh, I hate the Seahawks. I hate their coach, but Pete Carroll did a good job with this team that was supposed to be one of the worst in the league this year and took them to the playoffs, but... San Francisco is just a they're just a one they're just a wrecking crew right now like I don't know who's gonna stop them.
2: The only way they're gonna lose is if Purdy has an off game and somebody can figure out how to stop him, but he like feels no pressure like oh. he just runs around, he goes to his left, he goes to his right, he finds a new pocket somewhere else on the field when his pocket collapses, and he just feels no pressure, and he just makes great throw after throw. And I'm just waiting next year to see how many quarterbacks are taking the seventh round of the draft. I know only (laughs) one guy can get the Mr. (laughs) Irrelevant, but you know that every front office next year is going to be like, we got to take a quarterback in the seventh round. Why?
1: (laughs) Brock Purdy, that's why. Find him. (laughs) I wish the Jets would have took a seventh round quarterback this year. Man. Jeez. Uh, Magic Purdy on the Jets. Oh, I would love it. Not much more out of that game. Uh, 49ers are going to be the team to beat, I think. Uh, I, want to, I want to go back to that Jays game, so I forgot to say something that was really interesting. Did you guys see the guy that made a bet on this game after the four oh, picks? Oh,
0: yes.
1: There was a guy who made a $1.4 million bet, and he only would have netted like $11,800. John, if, by betting
0: $1.4 all he was going to get was $11,000.
1: Just if the Chargers held on to the win, he, he lost.
0: He made the bet when they were up 27 to nothing.
1: Yes! Wow! He lost 1.4 million just to mattress Mac. (laughs) It yeah, that's what I don't think it was Matt. It was a different guy. Uh, Floyd Mayweather. We know who it was. (laughs) It was Floyd Mayweather. (laughs) Good job. On to the uh, next game here: the Dolphins and the Bills. Now this is the one everybody was betting on. Dolphins are on their third-string quarterback going against the mighty Buffalo Bills in Buffalo during the. Frigid cold weather months. No way the Dolphins can make this a game, but yet they did. 34 31, the Bills beat them, but boy, did the Dolphins give them a run for their money. Skyler Thompson uh, didn't look the best, but looked good enough. And Josh, it really was Josh Allen and the Bills kind of shooting themselves in the foot. Allen had three turnovers. He just hasn't really looked the same, I think, since he had that injury against the Jets halfway through the year. Yep. But uh, the Dolphins, their defense, their defense uh, in that second half, man, just stepped it up. They were getting so much pressure on Josh Allen. It was insane. But the Bills are going to move on and beat the Dolphins. Uh, Mike McDaniel probably saved – his job making the playoffs and then solidified it by playing having that great of a game against the Bills when he should have got his blown Ryan, out. Ryan,
0: you say it all the time cuz I'm always like these games don't make sense to me. It should be a total smackdown and you always say, "Jay, divisional games Division are game. always tough." This is the third time the Dolphins and the Bills have played together. So I kept a lot of people I was with, or you know I was talking with, they they kept saying they they were me this week, and they kept saying, "Oh, it's going to be a blowout." And I was like, "Well, divisional game, divisional game." A wise man said, "Those are always going to be tough." Always, and, and boy, howdy, you 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 delivered on that promise. That the Dolphins played a tough game. Hats off to him.
1: I
2: don't think the Seahawks got that memo against the 49ers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> they did for a while. The Niners are just something else right now. Oh, I, they, man, they impressed they're unbelievable. me a lot. Uh, not much more to talk about that game. We'll go We'll go into the games here in a little bit of who play, people face next week. Uh, we'll go on to the next one, which is uh, the middle 3 o'clock game on Sunday. Why is 3 o'clock significant, John? Because it's <sighs> not 1 o'clock. That's why. The Vikings and the Giants face off. Vikings, what a season. Great record, uh, number 3 seed in the NFC sh- playing the number or another number 2 seed, I believe, playing the 7 seed Giants and losing it, 31 to 21. And Kirk Cousins had a chance 31-24, sorry, 31-24. Uh The Giants pretty much dominated the game, in my opinion, up and down the field. But the Vikings still had a chance at the end. They're driving the ball. It is 4th and 7, and Kirk Cousins does the most Kirk Cousins thing and (laughs) checks down three yards on 4th and 7 to the tight end. Game over. There shouldn't
0: have even been a player to check down to. No. The check down player minimum should have been seven yards. Like, I don't understand why that play was called and why that route was even ran. Kirk Cousins said after the game, he felt pressure. He felt like he was about to get sacked. And so he was just trying to get the ball out for someone to make a play. But when you watch the play, he was not about to get sacked. He had plenty of time to keep letting that uh, develop. But, I mean, just, a, just atrocious. What a letdown. Like, it, the, I guess we've seen the Vikings do it so much this year. I mean, for for God's sakes, it was 4th and 18, and he pulled off that incredible pass against the Bills to Justin Jefferson. So I'm like, ah, 4th and 7, it's no big deal. Like, And then when he doesn't get it, it's just like, well, that was really dr- that was melodramatic. Like,
1: <laughs> that was dumb. I don't know why. Why, if he if he has to throw to somebody to make a play, uh, hello, throw it to Justin Jefferson. Just throw it up there. See if he does it. Throw it, like, it up. Let's there. Try that. Yeah, who cares? Got to lose? <laughs> it's the last game of the season. Don't hold anything back. Check down three yards. Uh, the 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 Saquon Barkley looked excellent. Daniel yep. Jones, though. Man, he looked really good. Run the ball, throwing the ball. He was the reason they won that game. Uh, a New York team making the playoffs. That's going to make our owner real – he's going to go all out for Lamar Jackson just because they won that playoff game, and it excites me.
0: John, I'm waiting for you to talk about Danny Dimes. Like, what are you holding back for? There's nothing Josh to Allen.
2: talk about, Danny Dimes. It's Josh Allen 2.0, baby, and he just showed you again. I mean, what a uh, – it's not fair to the rest of the teams in the playoffs when the Giants have a mythical spirit that propels their team to greatness when they made the playoffs. They have accepted their repentance or whatever you want to say from the boat photo. The 10 or 12 years have passed from that. The mythical spirit ran away when that happened. That Once that photo was taken, he went, nope, I'm gone. And now he's like, okay, Giants, I'm back. Let's see what happens. I mean, Brian DeBull, though, he has to be in talks for Coach of the Year. Um, I know there was a lot of great coaches this year, but the way he turned that whole team around with pretty much the same roster is pretty crazy.
1: The only – I was thinking the same thing, that Brian Dabble should probably win Coach of the Year. Until I saw this video today of this guy talking, he would have – if he won Coach of the Year, it would be the worst record ever for a coach, the worst seed in a playoff ever for a coach to win Coach of the Year. So that and yet, be and in yet the they're talk.
0: moving on from the wild card playoff round.
2: Like I don't, I don't he know should what should be tell in you. the talk for coach of the year. But I don't know how you take it from the Eagles' head coach and what he's done. Down well, there. yeah,
1: him, Kyle Shanahan, Andy Reid, any one of those three guys, I think should get it over that. Now the Vikings, they won in the regular season eleven game. They were eleven and O in one score games, and there was their first loss in a one score game was in the playoffs
0: um it's crazy i think they also had a minus 10 point differential for their entire season they did so the vikings a lot of people were were calling the noise out that the giants uh had a real good shot of beating the vikings and um it, it's just crazy how lucky the vikings have been all year but uh if it how how much was the owner or the GM of the Vikings begging for that 1 o'clock. Like, please, get, i got to have 1 o'clock Kirk Cousins. Should we put the
2: backup in? Yeah.
1: If we don't have 1 o'clock Kirk Cousins, there's just no chance. One more, one more piece of news that happened after this game, then we'll move on to the next, is Adam Thielen retired. He is uh, retired from football. I didn't know that. His wife went on to Instagram and announced his retirement after the game.
2: Are you serious? Yeah, I think she announced her last game with the Vikings, but not his retirement.
1: Well, he's he's a Minnesota boy. He was born and raised there. Went to college there. Went to he's done.
2: So you're saying he retired without him officially saying he retired? Well,
1: he's going to retire. His wife Mm -hmm. said he retired. He's gonna he'll come out and say it in probably a week or so.
2: John Adam Thielen John. loves his
0: wife. He's not like yes. Tom Brady, so yeah. don't, <laughs> don't try to confuse this, okay, But
1: We'll go on to the next game here. The Bengals and the Ra- the Red Hot Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, another one where a backup quarterback, Lamar, couldn't. A lot of flack for it. We'll get into that. He couldn't go. So Tyler Huntley started for the Ravens against the eight win-in-a-row Bengals, Red Hot But it's a division game. What's going to happen? It was pretty close. The Bengals won 24-17, beat them by a touchdown. They looked like in the first uh, couple drives, that game was going to be a blowout, and then the Ravens' defense just shut them down the rest of the game. Uh, But Joe Burrow played smart football, didn't turn the ball over, and they were able to get a bunch of field goals and hold on to that lead and uh, stay up twenty four seventeen. 24-17 uh ravens though did you guys watch the last play of that game by any chance
0: oh gosh yes that's the one i I messaged you i said number three could have won the game
1: oh he had it in his hands they threw it downfield and it deflected off and the receiver had it uh like a shoelace catch had it in his hands and he dropped it they could have tied the game i was so mad so close i was so mad dude. the ravens
0: the ravens lost that game like they looked like the better team that entire um like second quarter on they looked better they literally in the fourth quarter were looking great drove all the way down the field to the 2 yard line and then huntley Tried to pull a Trevor Lawrence, and he did not do like Trevor Lawrence. And he reached up, and that ball just got swatted out. And Sam Hubbard took that ball 98 yards for the winning touchdown
2: for
1: the Bengals. defensive lineman's dream right there. That was the worst
2: quarterback sneak I think I've ever seen, in all honesty. He literally jumped straight up in the air. Straight up straight up in the air like he had no awareness like you can tell they did not they did not practice a goal line quarterback sneak probably all season which is weird because their quarterback is lamar
1: jackson so you think they would have done that ton of times but
2: well you would think you would have done it though but maybe huntley did it maybe they did with lamar but it did not look like they practice any real game time situations with that if that's your reaction as a quarterback hike now i'm gonna fly into the air jk dobbins was pissed did you hear him after the game
0: like yes. he was mad he wants the ball in his hands he's like i would he have gotten have. those two yards and lamar jackson if he was here we would have won like he was mad and yeah. he was putting it on huntley
1: uh speaking of lamar he got a lot of flack from people uh pre-game talking that former players that he should be out there playing it's a playoff game. You've had all this rest. All you have is a sprain. You should get out there and play. Uh, he's he's looking for a new team or a big contract, so he doesn't want to risk anything. The only person that came to his defense was, that was pretty good was uh, RG3 R33. tweeted yep. out, this is why you don't do it. And he showed when he came back from with his a, ACL and PCL with brace injury on. Yep. with a brace on, because that's what people kept saying throw a brace on and get out there. And he came back and did that and tore his knee to shreds and it ruined his whole career. Yep. So, probably a smart move by Lamar so he can win a Super Bowl for the Jets next year. I appreciate that. <laughs> get to the last game of the day or Monday night game. The Cowboys and the Buccaneers. Will it be Tom Brady's last game? Will the Cowboys falter in the playoffs like they always do? They did not. They beat the Buccaneers 31-14. Really, it was 31-0. Buccaneers <laughs> got two touchdowns <laughs> at the very end. Uh, garbage touchdowns, we call them. Uh, Cowboys just dominated. The Bucks looked bad, real bad. They got outcoached by Mike McCarthy. Ugh. Ugh. Todd Bowles is a bad coach. <laughs> so bad. Uh, but the Cowboys are moving on. And uh, maybe uh, Tom Brady, just in case... Uh, made sure he thanked the right people and said the right things because it might have been his last press conference after a game, but we'll see what happens in the offseason with him. John, John, what do you think? You're the Tom yeah. Brady insider.
0: <laughs> How was your feelings?
2: Uh, I could tell the whole game that there was no hunger in Brady's eyes to win the game. Like It's been like that all year kind of with him. It's kind of the same hunger I saw in his eyes or lack of hunger when it was his final year in New England. Like, he just didn't have that spark or that he didn't want he didn't want to like win the game unless it came to him to win the game um he looked very scared in the pocket all game i mean i know the cowboys have a great defense but he looked very scared very shaky like he kept trying to do all these ghost pumps and then he threw that ball in the end zone for that interception and once that happened i knew that game was over And then the kicker for the Cowboys kept missing those freaking extra points (laughs) and giving me hope that he's leaving a window open for the Buccaneers (laughs) to sneak back in here somehow and get this victory. And so I kept watching this game, and it just never came. (laughs) And, um, you know, congrats to Tom. I don't want him to hang it up yet. But he has a f what, a three hundred and seventy five million dollar deal to go talk about football and Fox or something like that.
0: That's correct. Ten up. year. Yep. Ten year so deal.
2: It would be crazy for him not to hang it up just because of that. But I think if there's a right team with the right situation, I think he I think he still has it. Where
0: would opinion. you want to go see him play, John?
2: That's the question. Raiders would be top on my head. Team him up down there with all the Josh McDaniels again. Um. Obviously, whatever Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich were doing this season was not meshing well with the offense and the receivers and the quarterback situation. Raiders would be very nice. There's not really any other team off the top of my head because I don't think the Forty ers are going to do it with Purdy. They're going to keep rolling with him now. With how good he? He's been. Um, I don't think he's going to have enough mobility for the jets that they would need as a quarterback somebody who can move around and you know keep the game rolling so he has to go to a situation where they need a pocket passer who can stay in a pocket and deliver the ball
1: and i think he wants to go to a nice area too i don't yeah i don't think he really wants to go to new york or some east coast team and play in that weather anymore at his age
0: I just, my only thought is, if he looks at that division and goes, man, do I really want to go right. to the AFC
2: West. But then, knowing Brady, that might be, man, if I can go to that division and you dominate, ain't wrong, you ain't
1: wrong. Here's a team I thought about. Just let me hear what you think. Tennessee Titans.
2: There's that one, too, with Mike Vrabel. Um So there's that one, too. That, that could be a good fit, but they trade away A.J. Brown, so... Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, they got Traylon Burks is a good young receiver, and they go out and get another receiver in free agency. They'll be fine. Yeah, I agree. With Derrick Henry. I think that's a good team to go to, in my opinion. All right, let's go go ahead. Can't be with the Buccaneers again. (laughs) No. (laughs) Just can't. No (laughs) No way. He's done there. Uh, We'll go over a preview of the games for next week. The first one is going to be, and I think it's a blessing for the Chiefs. Jacksonville at Kansas City on Saturday will be the three thirty central game. And the reason I say it's a blessing, I know it's a tough matchup, but yeah, it's not I want to hear that. Game. It's not a division game. I would rather play a non-division person. And I think Andy Reid is experienced enough where uh, he can out coach or have a scheme. For Trevor Lawrence, I think he's a good enough coach to have something in there.
2: You're forgetting a couple things here, Ryan. Who's the head coach of the Jaguars?
1: Doug Peterson.
0: Doug Peterson,
2: who played under Andy Reid for years and years and years, and know how he operates his offense and his defense. Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson. That's going to be a big disadvantage. The second yep. disadvantage going to this game is who has never lost a game on a Saturday in his in his entire <laughs> yes. career playing football. <laughs> Trevor we're Lawrence, talking Pop Warner, high school, college, and now the NFL. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence has never lost a game on a Saturday his entire life. So. Are you
1: picking the ja- Are you picking the Jacksonville Jaguars, John? Because I'm picking the Chiefs to win this game, and I'm I think they will to win by two scores.
2: I'm picking the Chiefs, but I see an upset happening.
1: You're picking the Chiefs, but you see an upset happening. <laughs> yep. You're saying two things right now, John. I'm picking the Chiefs,
0: but you through, could see an upset. I'm picking Everything the Chiefs, but if the Jaguars win, I called that too. That's <laughs> exactly. what I'm saying. <laughs> Jay, are you
1: picking Jaguars on that one?
0: I'm going to go ahead and pick both, Brian. You know, I just want (laughs) to be safe. And so if if I bet on both, uh, I can't bet against the Chiefs, even though the the game does make me nervous. I'm picking the Chiefs to win it. I don't think it'll be won by two scores. Um, I think it'll be a one-score win.
1: I'm thinking like 10 points, two scores.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. That's two scores. Next game on Saturday night. On Fox, it'll be the Giants at the Eagles, a division game. Oof. This could be a tough one. I'm going to go with the Eagles, though. Jalen Hurts is going to have – he got that game in there at the end of the season. I think that yep. was good for him. It was. He's got another weak rest for his arm. I think they're going to come out on all cylinders. Um, I think I don't think it's going to be close. I think they're going to destroy the Giants, in my opinion, even though it's a division game.
0: Destroy strong. I think the Eagles – are going to win but i think it's going to be a battle the giants have shown that they they are going to fight and if saquon barkley plays like he did oh man eagles that, defense
1: that, is not the giants defense my friend eagles are a very good defense yeah yeah vikings are a very bad defense and i think they're going to beat them by two touchdowns or more john are you picking
2: Upset alert, Danny oh. Dimes, Josh
1: Allen 2.0, they got it. Man, that would be an upset. That would be a <laughs> – I don't look forward to the NFC Championship with the Giants are in it. I'm picking the upset, but I believe the Eagles will win. <laughs> <laughs> Angels in the end zone. Let's do it. All right, Sunday's game. The red-hot Cincinnati Bengals, a rematch against the Buffalo Bills. Back to Buffalo. Mm. I am going with the Cincinnati Bengals. I think they are going to Mm -hmm. beat the Buffalo Bills.
0: Buffalo just hasn't looked the same. You said it earlier. If I'm picking the upset game, it's right now. Uh, Bengals are going to win.
2: If there's one game that Bills cannot lose for everything that's happened, it's this game, and they will not lose this game. Bills will lock it in.
1: John likes to be different. He just likes to be different. And there's nothing wrong with that. You're in
2: Buffalo, man. Bills mafia. Come on.
1: Last game of the day. Boy, this is bringing me back to my childhood right here. Cowboys, Niners, finish it off. What a rivalry these these guys have had in the past in the playoffs. Uh, great defense going up against Kyle Shanahan's offense. I think San Francisco is going to win this game. I think it's going to be a little closer than people think it is. But I think they're going to win by uh, about 10 points. I'm picking the Niners to keep it going.
0: Uh, I'm really excited about this game. I sent that meme out to you guys earlier. So it's literally the Niners uh, versus... Um, the uh nfc uh east right am i saying that yes yeah so it's three teams from the nfc east are in the final four and the only team out is the niners and it's them versus all all three of them and i i think the niners have it they're the team to beat i am afraid for the chiefs to play them in the super bowl but that's what looks like it's going to happen so you
2: both won niners Yep. Yes. So if you both went Niners, <laughs> then by rule of thumb, I'm going to have to take the almighty America's team, number one. I'm going to take the Niners, niners. too. Yeah. <laughs> the Cowboys just played the Buccaneers, who are terrible. So they are on this roller coaster right now thinking they're the best team in the world, and their reality is going to be hit hard when they have to face the freaking Niners, man.
1: That was my logic with the Giants, and you said that, and you still
2: picked the Giants because the Giants have angels in the end zone and Danny Dimes two point oh man. All right, the sure. the Cowboys were just trying to.
0: They just played their Super Bowl. They were exactly. Un, they had never beaten Tom Brady. They
2: that's what they wanted to do.
0: They're good now. They they don't need to win anymore.
2: They're going to spend all week just talking about the game they played last week and not the game they're playing this week. <laughs>
1: Honestly, all these teams that are left in the playoffs, the only one I don't want to see in a Super Bowl matchup is the Giants because I just think that's boring. But a lot of good teams. Uh, well, let's go to the AFC South, Mount Rushmore. We got the Jaguars, Texans, Titans, slash Oilers in the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, we'll Oilers. start with the newest franchise, the Houston Texans. I'll name off some players I wrote down. There's not a lot. They haven't been around a long time, about 20 years. So they don't have a lot to go off of. But they got some good players. Uh, Most of these players I had on my fantasy teams at one point or another. We got Andre Johnson, J.J. Watt, Arian Foster, Dwayne Brown, Mario Williams, and DeAndre Hopkins. My... Mount Rushmore that I have, my top four, I have J.J. Watt.
0: Go one at a time. J.J. Watt. Yes, I agree.
1: Yeah. Uh, he's first ballot Hall of Famer, three-time yep. Defense of the Year player. Amazing. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. My number two, I have Andre Johnson.
0: Boom. Dre. Absolutely.
1: Great wide receiver. Loved watching him. He was a beast for like 10 years. Had some great fights with Cortland Finnegan on the field. Loved it. (laughs) My number three, this man has a special place in my heart. Won me some fantasy football championships. I got Arian Foster.
0: Arian Foster, baby.
1: What and a, a number- weirdo! You want to talk
0: about one of the first sports, like where you start following, like outside of sports? I th- he was like the uh, he's like the Kyrie Ky- Irving. Before I was gonna Kyrie say Irving. he he was the Kyrie Irving before Kyrie Irving. Yes, and that's Arian Foster. <laughs> exactly,
1: and then my last on the Texans list, a uh, little tougher. I was debating between a couple of guys, but I went with DeAndre Hopkins. So I feel like he will also be a first ballot Hall of Fame wide receiver. You're b-
0: you're not gonna go with a quarterback, Matt Schwab. I mean, I'm not going Ryan. Matt
1: Schwab. No, <laughs> I'm not putting Matt Schwab on the oh, mountain rush. Schwabi,
2: you're leaving oh. off Schwabby?
1: I'm leaving I mean. off Matt Ryan's backup, Matt Schwab. Yes, <laughs> actually, it was Michael Vick's backup. I apologize. He's Mike Vick's backup, Matt Schwab. I was debating I, between him and Mario Williams actually for that last spot, but I went with Hopkins.
0: The only the other one I had written down, I had two other names. Uh Dwayne Brown, that was one you mentioned. And then also linebacker, um th- Brian that Cushing. I was was uh Brian Cushing. I liked him too.
1: I call him Brian Concussion because he always had a yeah. concussion. <laughs> All the time. Would you guys have anybody you want to switch on that list? John, you're All being right. quiet. You're Houston I mean, Texans. Well go ahead.
2: No, you're good to go. I mean, right. based off of the players they've had that that's good enough. Yep. <laughs> That's good
1: enough. <laughs> they don't have much. Your Houston Texans, Mount Rushmore, J.J. Watt, Andre Johnson, Arian Foster, and DeAndre Hopkins. All right, the next newest franchise that came in the 90s, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, I don't have as many names written down for the Jaguars as I did for the Texans. I feel like they just, they've just they had a lot of bad years or a lot of players that go there for a little bit and leave, so they didn't have a lot yeah. of longevity. So these are the five. I wrote five players down. As
0: long as you have Urban Meyer on there, I think yeah. that's all the Jags need.
1: I have five players. Maybe I could have put six on. I think about it. But I got five players down. I got Mark Brunel, Fred Taylor, Tony Baselli, Jimmy Smith, and Maurice Jones-Drew. You said Fred only, Taylor? I did say Fred Taylor. Yeah, that's the five I have. Yep. The only other person you maybe could have put on there was Keenan McCardell during that Mark Brunel era. But Jimmy Smith was the better receiver during that time and Keenan yep. McCardell had a lot of good years with the Bucks dude uh, My top four for the Mountain Rushmore The, I believe the only Hall of Famer Tony Baselli. Yep Their first draft pick ever, also Fred Taylor Jimmy Smith and Mark Brunel
0: <sighs> I hate leaving Maurice Jones Drew off
1: there I know, but I was like, who do I take off of there? I can't take uh, Fred Taylor was better than he was.
0: Yeah, I agree. Reese Jones agree. Drew
1: had like two really good years. But yeah. Fred Taylor had a lot of good years.
0: The only person I was thinking was take off Jimmy Smith, but man, he was good. He, he was, was really, really good. good. And lightning was, and lightning in a bottle.
1: Really good at sniffing cocaine, too. Really good at that.
0: <laughs> he was really good with the cocaine.
2: Johnny like, Good. Um, Take Mark Brunel off and put on Blake Borders. And we got the Mount Rushmore for the Jaguars, boys. (laughs) Call it out. Blake Borders.
1: Now, Mark Brunel and Blake Borders, the only two quarterbacks for that franchise to take them to the AFC Championship. All right. Your Mount Rushmore for the Jacksonville Jaguars Tony Baselli, Fred Taylor, Jimmy Smith, and Mark Brunel.
0: I was looking at pictures of uh, Tony Baselli. And oh my gosh, that guy is a giant. He was like six foot nine, like three hundred something pounds. Like the guy was
1: just huge. He was a big man, big man. All right, now we'll go to the Tennessee Titans slash Houston Oilers. Uh, when I was a kid, they were called the Houston Oilers, and then in nineteen ninety five, six ish, they decided to move to Houston. Or uh, Tennessee and become the Tennessee Titans. I got uh, eight players. Eight players written down here. Here we go. Steve Air McNair, former MVP. Eddie George. Warren Moon. Earl Campbell. Bruce Matthews. Derek Henry. Chris Johnson. And the freak Javon Kurse. This was probably the toughest, in my opinion, the toughest list to pick four people because somebody's getting left off this list that should be on it. Yep. Um, I will tell you my four, and I don't feel good about my four. But good than I have Steve I'll McNair. I have Steve McNair, the only quarterback to take him to a Super Bowl.
0: Yep, agreed.
1: And an MVP. I have Warren Moon. Uh, mm. when he retired, had uh was in the top. Three in every statistical category for a quarterback. Bruce Matthews, one of the best offensive linemen. Went to – was an all-pro at every position. Did you know that on the line? Tackle, guard, and center all-pro. Wow. Played 20-plus years, made the Pro Bowl every year. And four, I have Eddie George. (coughs) Him and Curtis Martin are the only ones to have 1,000 yards in their first 10 years in the league. That's my list. Any debate there? See, and I
0: never I never jumped over to the Oilers side uh to even look at those players, so I yeah, can't you'll be have mad I can't Warren be mad Moon, about Warren Earl Moon Campbell,
1: yeah. about the only two cuz Bruce Matthews played on the Titans too, but um, more with I, the Oilers.
0: Yeah, so I I did not have Warren Moon, but I'm not mad now that you've brought him into the mix. Um I, I agree with it. I I'm glad you shouted out CJ 2K Chris Johnson. Yeah, two thousand yard season, man. Great yards in fan uh, in in great years in fantasy football.
1: Fell off a cliff though. That oh, guy man, that hard. Fast, a guy that fast. You think he'd been better a lot longer, but he just. All he of got of his just,
2: money and he said, "I don't ex- feel like running anymore." <laughs> That's exactly what <laughs> I happened. don't
1: feel like running, Jenny. <laughs> John, you good with that list?
2: Yeah, Warren Moon needs to be on there. Steve McNair needs to be on there. Uh, Bruce Matthews is a legendary player, uh, so I agree with those three. And who was number four, Eddie George? Eddie, Eddie George. George. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a great Mount Rushmore Yeah, it was just right between
1: there. him and Earl Campbell, and Eddie George just has better stats, took him to the Super Bowl. So. Yep. All right, your Tennessee Titans, Mount Rushmore. Steve McNair, Warren Moon, Bruce Matthews, and Eddie George. All right, Indianapolis Colts.
0: Woo, I got a lot of names on this one.
1: I don't have a lot of names. You have a lot of names, huh? Oh, yeah. I could have wrote more names down, but I'm like, what's the point? I thought to myself. Huh. All right. I got <laughs> Peyton Manning, Johnny Unitas, Marvin Harrison, Dwight Freeney, Bob Sanders, Edren James. I'll say a couple more names just because I know you probably have them on your list. Reggie Wayne. Yeah. Yeah uh that's all i got uh how about the first quarter
0: well not first quarterback but the quarterback before peyton manning kept them relevant captain comeback jim
1: harbaugh, jim
0: harbaugh.
1: he had terrible stats there <laughs> <laughs> captain comeback captain jim comeback uh,
0: the other name? Did you? I had Jeff Saturday written down. No, um, his punter, coaching career ruined him. I I know <laughs> uh, <laughs> the punter uh, Pat McPhee. I think thinking I about putting him on there. I was I thinking about know. putting Adam Vinatieri on there too. I also his... wrote down Adam Vinatieri, but I don't know if I like Pat because of how great of a punter he was, or just how much I love him now. He yeah. is such a good entertainer. <laughs> like I can't wait for us to be on the on the Pat McAfee show or vice versa he comes on Manchild oh, it's going to happen we, made, gonna it happen. we made it it's going to happen
1: we would have made it i'll tell you my four that i have i have Peyton Manning Marvin Harrison Johnny Unitas and i have Dwight Freeney for my four so i
0: i guess i didn't i Johnny Unitas did not make my list um and i'm embarrassed by that cuz when you said the name i thought oh yeah that's a that's a great name but man, Reggie Wayne, I hate not putting Reggie Wayne on this. I can't put him on there because he played with
1: Marvin Harrison, and Harrison was better.
2: Yep.
0: I I agree. I have Marvin Harrison ranked above Reggie Wayne, but I have Reggie Wayne ranked third.
1: Yeah, I can't take I can't take Unitas off of there because he was, he was the Colts for a long time, and he won a championship with him when Don Shula was the coach.
0: Yep. And if if I have to pick, because I, I have Dwight Freeney down and I have Dwight Freeney, oh, I would take him over Reggie Wayne.
1: John, any thoughts?
2: I think we take Manning off of there and put Luck on there. <laughs> 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 luck was far better a quarterback, and if he would have been on Manning's teams with Wayne and Harrison and all that, he probably would have thrown 60 touchdowns one year. I think someone was
0: trying to compliment Trevor Lawrence, but they were like, "He he is the next Andrew Luck," and I was like, "Why would you put Ooh. that on anybody?
2: Why would you say yeah. that? That's not a
0: compliment."
2: <laughs> Maybe You're gonna have like five really good how, years, and then how retirement. hype that prospect, the prospect aspect is, and delivering on it probably. I hear is you. the comparison. Um, say
1: John Elway then,
2: but let's put Manning on there because he threw. 30 picks one year, I believe. It was rookie year. or something yeah. like that. So let's leave Manning on there. You know, Manning, Manning's a good quarterback, but he's no Brady. And John, I was about <laughs> to is, say, and it's and in the epic debate of Manning like, versus Brady, of I've course never you're going to dog crap on Manning. Manning no. when you have Brady. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand why people are so big on him. I don't think Manning deserves to be on Mount Rushmore. He did win seven Super Bowls. And I
0: mean, you, geez, you know to how ten. much you know how much concrete you're going to have to have just to make his forehead for Mount Rushmore? I mean, jeez. You know what mountain we're going to have to find? It's going to have to be a huge mountain.
2: (laughs) I mean, if we compare Manning to, I guess, Colts quarterbacks, yeah, he should probably be on the Colts Mount Rushmore. But if we compare Manning (laughs) to Brady,
1: not on that Mount Rushmore. Okay. Indianapolis Colts. Mount Rushmore, Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison, Johnny Unitas, and Dwight Freeney.
0: I love All right. you, John. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's it for today. Next week, we'll be going over the playoffs again. Uh, I don't know. We'll do something different, I guess, at the end. We're out of Mount Rushmore's for teams. Maybe we'll do Mount Rushmore's by... Do we do by positions already or not? No. No. <laughs> Maybe we'll do by <laughs> positions. We'll see. Oh, we don't know yet. Man. We'll talk about it. Until next time. Peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today on the Man Child Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at the
0: Man Child Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time.